grow in your magic. And this is Wayfaring Wayfaring Magic. Magic. And this is the podcast where we just talk. Is that it? I mean, that's basically all we do on this podcast. Well, you're not wrong. We better get talking, shouldn't we? Hello? Is anyone there? It's been a while. (laughs) Leia Sage here, and don't worry, I'm not alone. We're just going to try something new, Um, a little bit of a different structure. Um, It's actually not new for us at all. It is the primary way that we have been communicating for the past couple of years. So we just figured we'll uh, introduce you into that kind of um, structure. (laughs) So I'm going to give a little bit of an update because I feel like that needs to happen first before we... Um, before I explain exactly what we're going to be doing and before you hear Jessica. Um, so I had a baby. (laughs) Um, I think I'm pretty sure I announced that in the last one or the last two. Somewhere in there, um, I announced that I had my, or that I was pregnant at least. Um, so I had my daughter. Um, she was my second child. Um, and she was born on April 5th. Uh, 2020 at 7:35 a.m. Um, I'm not gonna go into my birth story because that is on Grown Your Magic episode, um, and we're, we don't want we don't want traumatizing things. It wasn't bad, but we want happier things on here. Um, but as you can imagine, I've been pretty busy. Um, first off, pregnancy was pretty hard. Uh, emotionally and physically. I got sick twice, COVID once. I don't know what I had the second time, but it was a horrible cough and it was just me that got sick. Thank God. Um, and, but it was like such a bad cough and I couldn't talk and I couldn't, yeah, you didn't, you didn't want to hear me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, basically I wanted to wait until I felt more like myself to do this podcast and I feel like I'm out of this dark cave that was pregnancy and I can actually think again and actually feel like a human again. Um, so yeah, my daughter's two weeks old at this point and, um, I've been, I'm going on the second week of having the kids, uh, just full time by myself, uh, during the daytime, uh, while my husband works and I don't have like an hour to carve out to talk to Jessica for fun. (laughs) Um, but I do have like five minutes here and there. And so does she because scheduling, cause we're like, what, two, three, four hours away. I'm in Colorado. She's in Maine. So scheduling is just hard because having kids is very unpredictable. So what we're doing here is what we do on Facebook messenger. We send each other voice memos, uh, a minute to four minutes long. Well, at least the little sections are sometimes our voice message streams can be like 16 minutes long or longer. Um, but like on average, we might like talk for like five minutes here and then she talks for five minutes and she like, will 
kind of maybe take notes. We'll be talking about multiple different subjects. Um, so we'll take notes on the messenger or we'll just remember, be like, oh, what was the last thing that you want to, that you talked about? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is my thoughts on this. So it's not going to be that we're on the call at the same time and we're like interrupting each other or anything like that. It's going to be a little bit of a different structure, very taking turns. Um, so she will go into our, um, anchor app and she will listen to what I have to say and then she will respond and then she'll let me know when she responds and then I will respond. So it will still be um, a fun way to keep this going because we both have really, really missed Wayfair Magic and I missed Growing Your Magic too and I have, uh, she started up doing, because I think we were both on a break from our podcast while we started this or while we were doing it. So she started back up Wayfaring Jessica, and she's been doing some really good episodes over there. I love it, so definitely check it out. Um, Gurney Magic has had, like, maybe one or two episodes, but um, I do want to get more into it. It did have a little bit of a facelift. I did a new uh, cover for it um, with my art, because now I have an iPad, so I was able to kind of dabble into that. So that was fun. They bring a little bit of life back into it. Um, so we're just talk about more of like intuitive talking, kind of like the structure here, but just kind of me. Cause again, I don't have time to interview. So that's what's going on over there. And yeah, we're just going to kind of go into it and see how it works. Uh, let us know on our separate platforms. Um, she's at Wayfair and Jessica. I'm at Growing Your Magic on Instagram. That's primarily where we like interact with people um and let us know how what you think of this structure i wanted to say that off right off the bat because um it's different but that's the cool thing about it is like we don't want to be like everybody else we're not trying to be different we're just trying we're literally doing what we do on a daily basis so we're just gonna have fun and i'm excited to see where it goes and we are making it work in our crazy hectic life so take it over jess Hello, everybody. Here I am recording from Maine a few minutes after uh, Leah just did her recording. And she, yeah, just like she said, she shot over a message and was like, hey, I sent my little intro, so it's ready for whenever you are. So, um, yeah, I have it on my phone and I have it here on the laptop. I had literally, literally just finished recording uh, another episode of Wayfaring Jessica. And since I already had everything set up, ready to go, I was like, well, since I'm, I'm literally in the seat in the recording, I got my mic out, I got everything ready to go. I just popped on here uh, on my computer to record. And I, I literally already had my headphones in because I was doing the music for my other episode. So I have everything set up. I got my water. <laughs> the dog is sleepy. <laughs> uh, so everything is just ready to go. So I'm just sitting here. And yeah, exactly like she said, we we truly do do this almost every single day. Uh, we will message each other back and forth on Facebook Messenger anywhere from, yeah, one minute to five minutes per, like it used to, Facebook Messenger used to only let us have uh, one minute voice memos. And then somewhere it just dropped, it just changed. And I think, I think for a short time it was like two minutes and now it's like unlimited. We've had times where we're accidentally like, oh no, this message is almost five minutes long. Send. <laughs> um, Cause like the only like downside to that is if 
something happens on your phone and you and like you miss it. Now it allows me to fast forward for a long time. It wouldn't let me fast forward. So like if it closed out of the app or something like that, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, now I have to listen to all four minutes again because I, that one minute is left, but now it lets me fast forward at least. So that's not so bad for the longest time. It wouldn't let me, it would, it would on her phone, but not mine. Anyway, that's irrelevant. <laughs> um, but we do do this constantly. So it works really well. I also think it's really fascinating that, because this was Leia's idea um, to come back into this format because I, I know we've both been really missing podcasting. Like she had talked about, we both really missed it. Um, and I think it's interesting how we both are like, Oh, we've got different. I just love seeing the mood of the different podcasts and the things that we talk about. So yeah, if she's going to, I think she's doing an episode on like birth story and stuff like that. And so it's going to be on growing your magic. Um, I just finished up doing some updates about the homestead here and different life lessons and things that I'm learning and getting downloads and whatnot. Uh, so that's going to be out on May 4th. So if that's something that you're wanting to catch up on, that'll be on Wayfaring Jessica. Um, I started another podcast. <laughs> I started a political commentary podcast called Just My Take. Um, so that's another one. <laughs> if you're not tired of listening to my voice already. Um, so yeah, we, I, I just loved this idea uh, because there are lots of people that have, you know, conversational podcasts where it's two or so people that are sitting down talking and they go back and forth. Like most of the our episodes here on Wayfaring Magic have been. And, but it's, you know, two people in live conversation going back and forth. And when she was like, let's just do like our voice memos, but on anchor in a podcast, I was like, that's actually really cool. I've never heard a podcast that, that does that. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it does have some inherent, difficulties but at the exact same time it's like getting two little monologues you get two little monologues uh all the time so that you like no one ever interrupts no one ever i mean my dog he'll interrupt me thank you for coughing holmes that was really beautiful <laughs> that's my dog um but you get the <laughs> so other than my dog interrupting me you get these <laughs> get these un uninterrupted conversations going back and forth of uh continuing out this thought and not you know being like oh hang on I, you know I have a thought because you don't want to lose that thought and like she said you, we can I've done it where we literally take notes um on what the other person said oh I, I had a thought and I want to you know speak about that or I have a, a thing I want to add to it uh, on what it is that you're talking about and so I just think it's a really interesting um format to go back and forth on it and have this type of conversation in a podcast. And I just never heard it before. And so I'm really excited about it. And I think it's just like another wave of making it work and being realistic uh, and just being like, stick it to the expectations. <laughs> just like, oh man, when you have a, you know, conversational podcast, there has to be two people talking in real time. Wrong. It's not the way it has to be. It can be whatever. So um, anyway, that's uh, kind of, I don't really have any amazing, exciting updates or whatnot going on. Things are mostly kind of the same, homesteading stuff. Uh, and yeah, I have, I started back up in January of doing Wayfaring Jessica again because I took uh, like two and a half months off from podcasting, almost three months off from podcasting just because I really needed a break. And now I've settled into a new routine of every other week recording for Wayfaring Jessica. So yeah, things are just shifting and changing. So there's lots of updates. So if you're, if you weren't aware and you want more of those kinds of updates, 
Uh, I do have a lot going on over at Wayfaring Jessica. So, I, yeah, there's really not anything crazy exciting going on. Uh, it'll feel repetitive for me because I literally just talked about it in a podcast less than an hour ago. Um, so, yeah, I think... I'll call it there. Do we want to move into our considered discussion topic that we had talked about <laughs> uh, for this podcast? Um, you tell me. I'll message you. <laughs> and you tell me if you want me to just roll into that or if you want to start off. So let me know. Okay. We decided since I'm here, I'm just going to keep going. Keep rolling with this. Uh, so the topic we kind of wanted to discuss, and we'll see where, what this evolves into, uh, is kind of this idea of happiness and kind of always chasing it. Like we're always chasing happiness just as not, I mean, us as people, but also just as human beings in general, constantly chasing this concept of happiness and the elusiveness of it. And is that just because it's elusive or is it because there's something deeper? Like what, what is the nature of its elusiveness? And cause it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately as well. And I touched on this lightly in my podcast uh, that I just recorded, but I specifically didn't talk too much about it because I didn't want to come to too much of a conclusion. I wanted this to evolve naturally uh, here on the podcast and kind of my thoughts or takes or perspectives or whatever on this idea of happiness. And it's just, it's really interesting because... <clears throat> We take so much of our life for granted. And I'm just going to speak from personal experience of so much throughout my life. Like I'm 29 and so many times in, <clears throat> in my life, I've had some really interesting, unique situations, circumstances, things that have happened. And, but none of them were ever pre-planned. They're, they're not usually premeditated. Sometimes you do. Sometimes I plan them. I was like, you know, I'm going to go to school or I'm going to get this job or I'm going to, you know, move with this person, like whatever it is. Like, you know, sometimes you kind of plan them a little bit, but most everything has been really unplanned. And so because I couldn't plan for it, I couldn't prepare for it. It wasn't like I set out like, this is these things that I want to have happen. And then they just happened. Instead, it was just spur of the moment. And it just kind of always felt like, oh, it conflicted with this idea, this expectation, that horrible, terrible thing, expectation uh, in my head. And so I never, I don't always fully appreciate the moment or what, whatever it is that I'm living through at that moment. And I noticed that like, for me, the mental pattern seems to be, oh, it'll be like this forever this will never change. It's like, this is my life now. Oh no. <laughs> like, even if it was something that you kind of were hoping for, it's like, oh, is, is this, is this it? Will it never change? Will it never evolve ever again? Is it just going to be this static forever? And I, I, maybe it's just because I have enough life experience now that I can look at that and go, no, it will not be like that forever. No matter whether it's good or bad, it will never be like that forever. Nothing ever st remains stagnant. Things are always growing and changing and evolving. And I find that just really, really fascinating because I think there's even like a line in a country song about it where it's like, you know, the days 
goes really slow and the years go really fast and every day is the same, but somehow it, it always changes in the end. Like something about that. And I think it's actually two different country songs. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I feel like it's two distinct country songs where they talk about that. Like there's a line in there about that. In that, yeah, every day feels like it's the same, but over the course of a year or two years or five years, everything is completely different. Like it's not that often that one small moment like leads to this huge jarring, this huge shift and everything is like totally different from this moment on. It does happen for sure, but it's not outrageously common. It's just a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here and a little bit there just changes teensy weensy little bits and yeah in the moment you don't realize that that one little step and that one little step and that one little step led so far off but it's kind of like I don't do math but well I mean I, I've, I've done math because I had to for school but I suck at it I'm very bad at math but there's like if you look at like a traje trajectory and like if you have a you know two point two origin points that are at the exact same point <clears throat> but they their point up ahead is just like the teeniest bit different and it looks like it, they should run parallel forever but eventually it splits and the gap just becomes wider and wider and wider and wider and wider until they're just like totally the opposite completely far away from each other and it's like that's kind of how life ends up evolving but because it's tiny little steps it just seems like it never changes it never evolves it never goes anywhere but it does always change. And so for me, that's actually been like, on one hand, it's like, oh no, this inevitable, wonderful thing will change or end or evolve. Yes. But also whatever it is that you're like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. Eventually what you have at this moment won't exist anymore, whether that's good or bad. And I've just been looking at it from this perspective of, for me, like, oh, I've spent so much time, you know, thinking, oh, I wish for this thing or I wish for that thing. And it's just like every single thing has its pros and cons. Like, you know, you're you might be really happy right here, right now. But further down the line. That thing that you add into it mixes everything up. And now what you had yesterday. Today, you wish you had it back. And I don't. And I wonder how often I've taken for granted different times in my life and just think now like, oh boy, I wish I had enjoyed that more. I wish I had been more present in that moment, just living in it because it, it won't be that way forever. It will inevitably change. And I've been using that thought a lot as encouraging because there's all those expectations of, oh, my life should look like this or my life should look like that or I should be more like this. And yes, I'm making incremental changes here and there or doing what I can do, but just knowing that inevitably just by me existing and being willing to take small chances or small steps here or there, that these small pieces will pile up and create something bigger and lead me so far down a different way that it's just inevitable that it would it would change from exactly where I am. And just learning how to become like <laughs> aggressively content in every single moment is another really big thing that I have been uh, 
thinking about and taking in. Um, I'm, I've changed up my morning routine a little bit because it's finally starting to warm up here and there's, we're getting a little bit more sunshine. And uh, taking in like in the morning, drinking my coffee in the sun, if I can, <laughs> it's not always warm. Sometimes it snows still. They just like three days ago we had snow. Um, and like drinking my coffee in the sun and just meditating straight up, just in the sunshine, just, and trying to make it like every single day. Like I want to sit down and meditate and pray and just be either present in this moment fully and completely, which is what this morning's meditation was. It it was just being aggressively present of looking at the birds and looking at the sky and feeling the sun. And that was it. That was my whole meditation was just being so enraptured in that moment versus like the two days prior to that, it had been, you know, I'm getting this sort of download or I need to have this conversation or I need to work through this thing with, with the divine and, and working through this with the divine. And so every day just taking it is like, what is it that I feel like I'm going to need? Or what is it like, I'll sit down and be like, okay, what, what do I need today? And move forward through that meditation or that prayer practice in that way. But, and part of what kicked all this off for me was, uh, was listening to a podcast and usually the, uh, host only talks about politics and stuff, but he just did this small little segment on happiness and how there's been studies done on people who win the lottery and they, they take a um, poll of their happiness uh, for one year after they won the lottery and compared it with paraplegics one year after their accident. And the happiness levels were the same. So whether you win the lottery or you become a paraplegic within one year, your happiness will be the same no matter what. And so then it's like, it just had my mind going in all these different deeper, you know, things and thoughts and issues of life and the fleetingness of, of happiness and how we're always chasing that thing, that thing, that thing, instead of being right here, right now, present, just soaking up whatever it is that your life is right now, not in a, well, I'll just give up. I don't need to hope for anything because I'll never be happy. No, if you're chasing it, maybe your happiness is always saying, but what if you're present? Like, we spend our, our society, you know, is constantly glorifying chasing something. So what if we don't? Like, what if we just live aggressively in the moment constantly? Because you're always still taking those tiny steps to lead you towards the things that you want. So if you're like, oh, you know, for, I'm just going to speak from a homesteading perspective. Like, I really want to do homesteading. Okay, cool. Plant a tiny garden. You know, whenever you go to the grocery store and you buy um uh, bell peppers. I wanted to say dumbbells. You don't buy dumbbell, dumbbells at the grocery store. <laughs> bell peppers. You know, scoop out the seeds. Bam! Now you can plant bell peppers. And start with that. And then just keep adding up. And the next time you get a squash, get some squash seeds. And now you can plant squash. And then, you know, just keep doing that over and over and over again. And then within a short period of time, you'll have a lot of seeds. You can start your own little garden. And then maybe you can get tiny little chicken coop. Or you and five neighbors can all, you know, rent the same cow and, and everybody gets milk from the same cow or everybody, you know, gets the same meat pig or something like that. Like these are just tiny little steps that seem insignificant and small, but they do build up over time. Okay, this is a really long monologue. I'm going to stop and let Leia get in on this conversation. I'm really excited to hear her perspective. We have not talked about this with each other at all. Uh, we were just like, ooh, this sounds like a fun topic. Go. <laughs> all 
uh, because we want this organic conversation, this back and forth between us to happen here uh, on air. So yeah, I'm going to let this go and see what Leia says. I'm really excited. And then we'll just do some back and forth responding. What a great subject, but I also want to note how somehow it's, it's strange that somehow happiness and the subject of happiness can feel like a heavy subject. Like why? Let that sit in for a second. Why does happiness feel heavy? Hmm. I think that first off, everything that Jessica had to say, I'd, I agree on all of that. I mean, most of the time we do agree on things like this. And, um, it's interesting, too, because we have such different takes on things because of just our lives being different, too. Um, quite drastically different in many, many ways. But we come to the same conclusions, um, maybe in just different roundabout ways as well. I think a lot of times that expectation really is just the thief of happiness is a thief of joy and we're fed expectations so often a lot more now because of social media and the internet before it was more of like just what we saw in the friends that we had or our parents friends or what have you or tv really and tv is almost i don't know is that worse than social media? Because it's all curated. It's all made to look a certain way and make you feel a certain way and make you feel that a lot of people have it together and you don't. So you must feel like sh shit. So you need to feed into all these other things that are going to make you happy and consumerism and always having something more and having the bigger, nicer car, the nicer house, the nicer clothes. But even if it's not that, even if it goes further from that, um, having it be just what it is internally, yes, being so happy in the moment, that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of just being content and a lot of love, really, like a lot of love for yourself and a lot of compassion that you're like, oh yeah, it's, it's, we're not there yet. <laughs> Like, that's, that's the big thing, is just like, when you, like, like Jessica's saying, like, when you're old enough, um, and you've gone through enough things, so there's tractors driving by, <laughs> um, when you're old enough and you've gone through enough things, you're, you're able to see, oh, okay, well, it wasn't always like that, like, when you're in the thick of it, and you, we've said a lot, like, this too shall pass, this too shall pass, or a mantra that my family has been doing is like it won't always be like this and we think back on wow the many different times I've moved um, or the different things that have come up or just being able to literally be happy with with what we have that's one of the biggest things that we've learned moving into a camper and downsizing um, something that was just utterly shocking for me <laughs> was seeing how many things I had accumulated by the time we were downsizing to the camper. We had, me and my um, then uh, fiance were, uh, we moved three times and we still had so many things. <laughs> I did. 
I had so many things. We had a shed that was just full, and it was full of stuffed animals. Like, Jessica, you know, you were there. You helped me go through it. I had, I don't read books, physical books, like, ever. But I bought a lot, and I collected a lot. I never bought anything brand new. It was thrifting, or uh, thrift books, or grad sales, or little libraries. And I got them because I liked the look of them. I was like, oh, finally, I'll read a book. I can't tell you how many times I got a book. I'm like, hey, Jessica, look, I'm going to finally read a book. I haven't touched it. <laughs> I think, if anything, like, I've read more nonfiction books because I can't, like, self-help books because I can, like, underline and I like to read notes in them. Um, because I feel like I can take them. Oh, Atlas, we're not going to bring that big box inside. There you go. Whoop, it fell over on you. <laughs> um, clean that side my oldest one, Lyra, is sleeping, um, but I realize that, like, just, like, collecting things and having things, I'm like, oh, I just need this new poster, it'll make me happy, just, you know, the rush of endorphins, what is it, serotonin or dopamine that is released when you buy something, um, or for me, I love, like, and I never bought expensive stuff, but if, I could thrift it, and I got a good deal on it, I'm like, I'm not going to pass up a good deal. Hell no. Um, and so there, I would get a rush of that, but then I would, like, just end up putting it on a shelf or putting it in storage. And no shame if you like to collect things and you find happiness in it. It's just understand why and understand, like, is this a cover-up, a band-aid for the real reason that I'm not happy. Atlas, ah, uh -uh. close it. You're getting real raw stuff from us. <laughs> this is what Jessica gets anyway. He's trying to play with the grill. I'm gonna have to. And it's a little bit windy because. Hopefully that's better. Um, and that, that goes into another point here really soon that I'll hop into about kids um, real fast. But seeing how many things that I had and seeing the possessions and they were like making me feel happy in the moment, but it was covering up really what happiness was. So when we are able to um, downgrade a lot of things and declutter and sell and the feeling that it felt when I was able to release some of this stuff was awesome. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm able to actually allow in some true happiness, not just stuff happiness. And I still like getting things, but they, I don't like ride my weight on their happiness or things. If, if something's going to happen, I'm like, I'll be happy when this happens. It's like, okay, but on the side that it never happens, I want to still be happy in my life. And I have no control. I've learned I have no control over my life. So, <laughs> I only have control over how I feel and how I respond. So, that's one thing that I've been, I've thought about with that. And, like, life just goes faster when you have kids. So, you actually see, like, wow, I was so busy or so caught up in my own thoughts and, and stresses of life that I didn't, wasn't fully happy some of the times, um, some of the months that Atlas was young, his first year. And because we were moving and I was just a little like 
kind of sad, depressed, and I just want to be happy. And yeah, so intensely happy that it keeps those moments alive in your soul. Because that's really what's going to go on with you forever. It's not the stuff. It's not the things. And it's kind of foolish to think that it would be those things. Like, what do we take with us when we die? What do we truly live leave behind? Yeah, my mom was super happy all the time. It didn't matter what was going on. She just had this overlying joy. Um, or she had a lot of collectibles from Star Wars. Like, cool! <laughs> Maybe you can sell those, make money, but that's, again, more possession. Um, but no, kids can't even feel the happiness. And they can feel so many birds. <laughs> um, like Atlas is out there playing with grass and he has all these other toys and he'd just rather play with grass and sticks with Athena. So being able to have kids gives a perspective of, wow, it doesn't take them much to make them happy. And tapping back into that childlike sense of wonder and happiness. Um, and something else too that like where you used to have something and you weren't happy and it wasn't enough is like I was a lot smaller when I was younger and more fit and I was more active and I thought it was huge and I see pictures now I'm like are you kidding me that's what I would I would love to be like that but I didn't have the mindset I didn't have the love for myself that I do now so obviously I don't want to be right back in that same place but I didn't appreciate it I wasn't happy I wasn't happy with what I had we were we've I've been I'm old enough to have been living a life that was a lot more financially stable for a while right before Atlas was born because Atlas was born in 2020 uh, literally in March <laughs> and I was able to go to Paris and we I had like um uh, I had dream cars I mean nothing fancy Nick had a dream car but we still like there's something like oh I'm not happy yet so now we've learned a lot more of like happiness is what you make it it really is and I think that's where that's what manifestation is it's like yeah I'll be happy like I'm happy now I'm happy now I'm happy now and it's like you will just continually be happy and content now I really liked listening to a lot of um, your perspective and hearing that. I mean, like you said, we tend to agree on a lot of things. And even though we go, like, our lives are similar in some ways, they're also drastically really, really different. And so it's really fascinating to see how, yeah, sometimes we do come to basically the same conclusion, even though we've had very different lives. If you're crunching in the background, it's Holmes chewing on a um, chewy thing. And so I'd say yeah, our lives just come down to the same outcomes or the same thought processes and understandings about how the world seems to work, even though we're having drastically different lives. I mean, you're married with two kids living in a tiny house. Uh, I'm single living with my family on a homestead. Like things are really, really different, but we're still navigating life and just coming to the same conclusion. I think it's really fascinating. Also listening. I, I'm just, I'm in love with this format. I think this format is really cool. So I hope that the listeners enjoy it. Yeah. Like she said at the beginning, please let us know how you feel about this format. I think it's really cool. Um, because as you were speaking, I pulled out my notebook. <laughs> I have a notebook next to my desk here that I just make random notes in for different podcasts or different business things or writing, just like all kinds of stuff. So it'll be really interesting to like read these notebooks someday when I'm really old <laughs> to be like, oh, that's what was happening then. And just like an, like a different type of, it's not really I'm journaling. It's just 
that I could look back and go, oh, you know, that's a podcast I was working on, or that's, you know, what part I was in the editing of my story and I was making notes or, you know, writing about feedback or who knows what. So it's just really interesting. And this book will be really cool to go through one day, just because I keep it here at the desk only for work stuff. Um, but so I was making notes in here of like things that you would say and be like, oh, I want to talk about that or touch on that or, or just kind of, um, like highlight that in agreement or whatever. But the number one thing that I loved and I like started and everything was what if it never happens, can you still be happy? And I think that's like the root of, I think what we're trying to get to here is, I mean, I don't know, maybe I don't know if we're necessarily trying to get to the root of anything, but <laughs> I come from an academic background. And so it's like, ah, oh, this discussion we're wrestling, we're trying to find the answer here. Um, and so it, it, it does boil down to this, like what it, like if you can only be happy, if you can only be happy when, like I can only be happy when I get to this thing, or I can only be happy when that thing happens or when I achieve this goal or whatever. But what happens if you never achieve that thing? Will you just never be happy? Can you never have happiness? Like that's really but like that rattled me. I was like, ooh, oof, that's a good reason to be happy right now. Because otherwise you're putting your happiness, all these, you know, this feeling that you want to have, you're putting it in the hands of this thing that you're hoping for in the future. So it's just like, well, now this current moment isn't relevant. This current moment isn't real. It's not important. It's not good enough for me to feel this thing, to feel this emotion that I want to feel. Like, that's rough. Now, I mean, if you're going through something that's difficult, like if you're going through something that's really bad, it's like, you know, you're like, I want to be happy. I just want to be, I just want to feel some semblance of happiness because something really terrible truly has happened. I think then it would still just go back to that. No matter what, things are going to change. I mean, it's inevitable. You won't be in this one specific place forever. You'll never be parked on the same land. You won't be living in the same exact house. You won't have the same friends. You're, you know, not everything will be the same forever. It's not really possible. Something will always be changing. <laughs> Things, there, something around you will be changing, pushing you into change, even if it's tiny and incremental. I mean, I do know some people that things have changed very substantially little over the course of their life. But even though it's small changes, there have still been changes. Things have still happened. So, and you can, you know, expedite that process by doing, you know, taking initiative action. I mean, the person I'm thinking of off my top of my head has never, from what I can understand, has never tried to make any changes. Never once tried. And even then still things have changed around them. Um, so, and you can just expedite that process by trying, even if you literally spend like two seconds doing whatever it is that you're like, ah, oh, I want to make that happen, or I wish that would happen. And so I'm going to do two seconds worth of something that's still two seconds more than not, <laughs> you know, and whether that's, you know, you read a different book, or you listen to it on an audio book, or you, I don't know, just these tiny little steps. But anyway, I just, I couldn't get over that. I'm like, that's like highlight underline star just like what if it never happens can you still be happy um and yeah I also loved your take on why does happiness feel so heavy like that was that was a really good insight too I really loved that because 
it does. Like when someone's like, are you happy? Like something in you just kind of drops. Like, I don't know. Am I like, and then you just like, like this whole conversation, we're being deep and philosophical and like, I don't know, serious about happiness. <laughs> like, isn't that kind of ridiculous? Like, if you would really think about it, like, isn't that kind of ridiculous that we would like this whole 30 something minutes, 35, 40 minutes into an episode and this whole conversation other than our introduction at the beginning has been kind of deep and somber and philosophical about something that is supposed to be joyful, happy, goodness, uppity, high energy, high vibration, 5D, you know, like, and we're somber about it. Why? Why is that a thing? And I, I honestly do not have an answer to why does it feel heavy? Maybe it's because we assign too much. Like, do we assign too much to it? Like, do we just put way too much meaning on everything? Are we just like, oh, I've got to tease out the reasons and the understandings of all of this so I can know how to navigate and do it right. At least that's kind of how my mind works. I'm like, oh, what are the rules? If I know the rules, I can navigate really well. But if I don't know the rules, I don't know what I'm doing. And so then you just kind of freeze or I don't know, you just kind of tiptoe around until you know the rules. And it's like, well, what are the rules to happiness? What do I have to do to be happy? It's very elusive. So there must be very difficult to tease out rules. What if it's not? What if it's just like, what if we've overcomplicated it? Like, is that why happiness feels so elusive? Is it because we've just outrageously, <laughs> he's throwing his toys around. He's having a good time. He's happy. Um, <laughs> be like a dog. Okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you think about it, I thought that was an offhand witty comment, but if you think about it, like what types of creatures do we think of when we think of happiness? Like we think of a golden retriever, we think of a dog chasing a tennis ball. Like, I don't like, because they're just living in the moment. They're not reminiscing about the past and they're not freaking out about their future. I mean, even a wild animals play, you know, they'll play fight. They'll, you know, because I mean, yes, they're trying to survive. It's a little bit different, but I mean, you're still trying to survive. So, even if, even if wild animals can play and their lives are difficult too, <laughs> if even a wild animal can play and they can feel happiness in a moment, if a dog can feel happiness, why can't you? I think, it, I, I don't know, maybe, I think maybe we just overcomplicate it. And, and I would, and it, so many things that you were talking about, you know, consumerism, expectations, not having compassion for the journey. I, I thought I all oh, I just remembered I had an, <laughs> I had a thought the other day that I thought was super deep and profound and then I forgot about it until just this moment of if you were to pick up the Lord of the Rings but you didn't watch the whole thing all you got was the last I don't know 15 minutes of the return of the king or, or just like because that's a lot of uh, the movies you know it's got a lot of closing out stuff just the the very end where he throws the ring the ring eventually ends up inside the volcano at Mordor. And that's it. That's the, all you got. You've never, you didn't see fellowship of the ring. You didn't see two towers and you didn't see the rest of the return of the King. All you saw was these two hobbits up there, the little scramble with, um, you know, I'm talking about the movie here, the little scramble with Gollum. And that eventually the ring ends up in there and gets destroyed. And that's it. Boop. That's the whole story. It's all you get to see. Does it feel important? 
Does it feel weighty? Do you feel gratitude? Do you care about this fight that's happening between Frodo and, and Gollum? Not at all, because you didn't get the whole story. You didn't see the Fellowship of the Ring. You didn't see the Two Towers. And you didn't see the rest of Return of the King. So the, that little scene, I mean, that's the, that's the whole point. The whole story is leading you to that moment. But if you don't have the whole story, that moment is useless. It's like, okay, I don't know what I'm watching. It doesn't feel like anything. The journey of that whole story is what makes that moment weighty and important and like, oh, <laughs> so our lives are the same. If you get to there, the thing that will make you happy, Aww, the angel choir thing, will you, you feel the monumental like, ah, I did it. I'm here. I made it without the story part. Probably not. Probably not. So I just, the yeah, compassion for the journey. Don't feel, I'm, I'm tapping my <laughs> notebook. Um, don't feel so, and I'm preaching to myself, honestly, because I am human. I struggle with these things too. So <laughs> it's not like I have everything figured out or here and I'm living every single day. Like I'm in perfect glee and joy and happiness. And I've never felt sadness in my whole life. That's a lie. Um, I feel all the same things you feel. So, uh, but just this comparison of your journey versus someone else's journey, your story versus someone else's story, uh, you're not there yet. And you may never get to there. I mean, that, the, the story of the Lord of the Rings is the story of, you know, the ring and everyone, you know, working around in that piece. But that wasn't Frodo's whole life there were other parts to Frodo as an individual and Sam and Aragorn and Gimli, like all of these characters, they all have other parts of their life. That was just one piece of it. So you can't compare your whole life to one piece of a story. Um, and then, yeah, talking about, um, I think part of uh, expectations does come from consumerism and social media and, you know, that comparison type thing. I think consumerism, it's being fed to us as like, well, you need to buy more things and that will make you happy instead of sitting down with this root issue. Like, what is your root thing? Um, like uh, Leah was saying, why do we collect things? Is there a reason? Are you buying it for need? Are you buying it for beauty? Like, you know, this thing is beautiful and so I really want it. Um, are you doing it to support an independent artist or an author or, you know, some you know, independent dairy farm, like something small and local and independent. I'm always going to push by as much of that kind of thing as you can. Um, you know, secondhand, those kinds of things where it's supporting sm something small, individual, and less of this overarching societal corporate everything, which I think is also selling us the expectations and this idea of consumerism. Just buy that thing, buy that thing. You'll be happy. You'll be happy. You'll be happy when you buy the thing, when you buy the thing. And it's just like you buy the thing and you're happy for five minutes and then you're not happy anymore because you put it, you put your happiness on the thing instead of in the moment, like a puppy, <laughs> be like a puppy. Um, yeah, what are the deeper issues that we're, we're kind of wrestling with? I've been going on for a really long time now, so I'm going to turn this back over to Leia. But I just, 
really wanted to highlight. I thought she really hit on those points and was like, don't forget these points. They were very important and they really, I think, summed up a really big piece of the discussion that we're trying to find the answer to. Dang, I'm glad that you liked all those points. Again, it's something that when I'm just talking about a subject and different thoughts just kind of come into my head or I remember different things from my life, but it's crazy that happiness is something that like I've struggled with a lot and that you've struggled with and my husband and just a lot of people where it's just like, wow, why is it, why do we feel so guilty for being happy? It's just like it, when you really step back and think about it, you look around and I'm like, man, because that's what we're sold. That's what we're told we have to do. That's what we see in movies. That's what we see in commercials. It's like, oh, you're missing this. You're missing this. You can't be happy. Oh, look, this person's sad and they get this and now they're happy. Whether it's the newest phone, a newer car, whatever it may be. But when um, society society is just scared of us being happy and taking that power because then we are living our highest truth and then we are going um we we are doing things we are we are living how we are meant to be and that's not <laughs> that's not beneficial to society um yeah my my husband and I I've seen him a lot he's he has big 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 dreams he's a very big dreamer and um, I don't know, I just, I've never been that big of a dreamer, like, I have some big dreams, but I've, I've started to dream bigger since meeting him, he has big dreams, and I've seen them change and morph, but there's some dreams that are just there, just constantly, like, I need this in my life, this, he's like, I feel like this is my purpose, this is why I'm here, this is why I'm alive on this earth in this lifetime, and, he's had to come to a lot of conclusions of like, well, if I don't get that, will I be happy? Before, it was kind of like a no. (laughs) He's like, no, I I feel like this is my purpose, so I'm not going to be happy until this happens, until I make it happen or whatever. But then he has really realized and been able to um, live in the moment and now on daily basis, just simple things, simple life. And we've, we've, have a a more simple life I think we had to get to that point where he's just like I love my life I love my family I love this life (laughs) like I love what it has to offer and I think that by not having so much it's we would never have gotten here we would never have gotten to this point of really truly starting to know what happiness is and now that we have our kids we're like oh that's really all that matters is our happiness is that they're healthy and and alive (laughs) um I think that I I wrote down some other notes but really what you said (laughs) with um the Lord of the Rings like that I was like whoa okay yeah that's like one of the best points that you've ever made (laughs) and you've made a lot of really good points I really liked what you had to say about that and um, I think that's that made such an impact on me. I'm going to like explain, I'm going to use that as metaphors for lots of people. Um, I, re- I, I really like that. I don't know what else to say on it except like that's it. That, that about sums it up. It's like you have to be going on the journey. You have, the journey is all part of it. The, you've worked for it. You've gone through the lows to appreciate the high. You can't have 
the shadow without the light and light without the shadow. You have to have all of it and going through the journey. I've, I've always told my husband, I'm like, you know what? Our, our life will make a really interesting movie whenever whatever happens <laughs> towards the end of our life. Something else, something will change. It won't always be like this. And our life is going to make a very interesting story. We can't plan that, plan it now. We we can't write what it's going to be. We can't, we don't have that kind of control. And just really realizing, letting go of control is really how you can get to happiness. Because when you don't have so many expectations and then your expectations are just shot and shattered... And then you're like, oh, well, I, that's horrible. Like, <laughs> I don't get what I want, so I'm not, it's hard to be happy. My expectations. So, don't have expectations. Be just happy in the moment. Just be aggressively happy. Be happy with the journey, because it's the journey that you're on. Know that it won't always be this way. Don't feel wrong or guilty to be happy. If other people aren't happy, it doesn't mean that you can't be happy. You don't have to, like, rub it in their face. It just... Let let yourself feel that happiness. Let it in. Start to get to know what it feels like to be happy, even in the small things. So, yeah, I think I think we uh, hit a lot of stuff on that in this podcast, and I really enjoyed it. And I like that it took us a couple days to record this. But again, I really like the structure um, because there's like no rush uh, to be able to figure out a time. That we both can talk, so yeah. Um, I'll close my part of this off unless Jessica has anything else to say. Um, and I will, yeah. If you if you want to see my stuff, um, look me up on Growing Your Magic on Instagram, and where you can listen to podcasts. I have podcasts going up on there. I'm going to be doing more. Uh since I'm not pregnant anymore (laughs) I can actually express my feelings so yeah thank you for tuning in and um we will see you some other time and uh if Jessica has any more comments you will hear her next (laughs) not a whole lot of crazy thoughts I'll be adding to this because I want to wrap up but yeah I just I again I agree with um everything that you're saying there um, that, yeah, the world, there's crunching in the background, Holmes is chewing on something, um, that, yeah, the, the powers that be, not the universe, but, you know, worldly powers don't gain anything by us, uh, embracing our full potential and embracing our current happiness, like, you, the, the phrase follow the money, and I hate to make this, like, weird, but, like, the phrase follow the money is applicable to literally anything, like, if you follow the money, who benefits by you doing what? And like, if it's not someone's small, independent, local community, then it's probably not a good thing. And so like small local community doesn't benefit, like the people around you, people you most directly influence don't benefit by you being unhappy. You don't benefit by you being unhappy by like, especially this idea of like toxic positivity, which is weird. Sahara Rose had a great episode about like how that's ridiculous. Um, and this, you know, people say all the time, you know, like if you're grieving and you're sad or something bad happened, you're not, it's like, they're not saying, oh, you can't feel sadness because someone else has it worse. You know, it's like, oh no, I lost my job. Yeah. Well, someone lost their whole family. So you can't be sad. Like, well, 
sadness is sadness. It's all, it's, it's all valid. Well, the same thing is happiness. Happiness is happiness. You can't like, you can't be happy because someone else is sad or you can't be happy because someone else is happier. Like, no, you can, you can be fully present and happy with what you want or where you are at this moment. And like Leah said, you know, there's a time and a place where, you know, if someone's like grieving, you don't want to be like rolling in like a happy tornado. I mean, unless that's, you know, unless you know your friend and you know, that's what they need. Do they need a happy tornado? Okay. Then you might be the medicine that they need at that moment. Or do they need that shoulder to cry on that you are in such a good, strong, firm place that you can be a support system for them because you're able to be strong for them in that moment. I was a volunteer victims advocate. And that was one of the things that like when someone is sad as a victim's advocate, you can't be sad with them. You being sad doesn't help them in any way. What they need is someone to be strong so that they can feel their sadness. And so when I would go into one of those situations, whether it was an un, you know, uh, unattended death or a suicide or something like that. I mean, I was at a suicide on Christmas Eve one time and like, you know, the, spouse was extremely upset, but me being sad doesn't help her. She needs someone to, you know, sit there with her, offer her resources. Uh, you know, if the police are asking her questions to, you know, work between the two of them. So you can't like, it's, it's basically, if you're strong in yourself, you can be a support to those around you when, you know, not everyone's happy at the exact same time. So you being solid in yourself gives you the ability to help others around you. So I think part of it is we've been sold this idea that happiness is like a crime or something. And that if you're happy, you're useless to those around you. And it just depends on how you do it and how you live your life. But if you're solid in yourself, you know, there will be times when you're sad. You won't always be happy. Life goes in seasons. It's not perfect happiness and pure bliss all the time. There are bad days and you're allowed to have bad days and sad days. But this idea that it must be chronic, that you must be chronic sadness and chronic unhappiness, that's the issue. You know, it's one thing to have acute sadness or acute happiness, but it's it's chronic. That's the problem. You can be chronically happy. That's fine. I don't think anything bad happens from that. Um, but it's chronic sadness and chronic inability to be present and grateful and just aggressively accepting of what's going on. So I think that's really important to remember. Um, and yeah, just, you know, part of that is just knowing how to interact with people and knowing what that person needs in that moment, feeling it out. Maybe it's a little bit easier for intuitive type people <laughs> like Leia and I were very intuitive. Um, but yeah, this has been a really fun episode. I, I still love this format. Uh, I just listened to her podcast on uh, Lyra's birth story and, you know, lessons that have come since then for Leia. And that was a fantastic episode. Same exact format, just, you know, Leia by herself on her own po uh, podcast, Growing Your Magic. And that was so good. Fantastic episode. Highly recommend. As soon as you're finished with this one, just pop over and listen to that one. Because um, it's just, I don't know, there's just something so amazing about this format. I'm just in love with it. So and it does work out perfectly because, oh my gosh, I had a bunch of time at the beginning when we were recording back and forth. And then for like several days in a row, we were both really busy and didn't have any time. And she got this recorded the other day and I'm like popping in now. I'm like, oh, I've got an hour. Okay, I'll pop in here real fast <laughs> and record um, before I have to go back out and like do stuff because it's spring on the farm. So there's a lot going on. Um, 
But yeah, this has been a really good episode. Lots of good nuggets in here. This is going to be one of those ones where I go back. Like, even though I've listened to each little piece, I'm definitely going to go back and re-listen to this one because I feel like there's going to be a lot of gold to come out of it, hearing it all together instead of just in little chunks. Like I've, you know, been listening and recording and listening and recording in little chunks. So it'll be really cool to go back and listen to this. Um, But yeah, if you want to hear more from me, I have my podcast, Wayfaring Jessica, and you can hear that wherever podcasts are streaming. Um, if you want homestead content, you can check out Sweet Life Homesteaders on Instagram and on YouTube. We have that, uh, and that's all just what's going on in the homestead. So if you love animals, homesteading, farming, gardening, stuff like that, that's where that is. And if you just want me, which is some homesteading, some, uh, commentary on things and some philosophical takes just like this, you find all of that and more at Wayfaring Jessica. Um, which you can just look up anywhere, Facebook, Instagram. I have a website, wayfaringjessica.weebly.com. So yeah, that's where you can find me and all of my shenanigans. (laughs) So I hope you have a good rest of your day and I look forward to doing more episodes just like this one. So have a good however long. (laughs) I think with this new format, we'll be able to do things more often because now that we figured out and we, I don't know, we're both like on fire to do this. So it's going to be good. All right. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as Leia and I enjoyed making it. If you like this episode and want to hear more from me, Jessica Marie, then be sure to check out the Wayfaring Jessica podcast. I share all things homesteading, art, writing, and creativity, as well as some good old fashioned conversation. Listen on the same platform you are hearing this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at wayfaring underscore Jessica. Or check out my blog where I share personal stories, travel and attraction reviews, as well as my poetry. Find all of this and more at wayfaringjessica.weebly.com. If you like what you heard and you want more of me, Leia, talking about all things spiritual and finding the magic within you, you can find me on Instagram at growinyourmagic and growinyourmagic podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to see my design work or need help with the design project, head over to Leia Sage photo and underscore design on Instagram to see my work and send me a DM. These shenanigans happen every other week, so be sure to come back in two weeks and see what we're up to.